Holy Lord, welcome to Drew Code Sports Talk. I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in his bedroom is my lovely, lovely co-host, Cody Johnson. What's up, everybody? Oh, I'm dedicated as lovely, huh? Well, that's a little interesting. Um, Thank you. Anyways, guys, um, cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode. Uh, Hope you guys are sitting down working out however you guys are listening but anyways keep listening because it's a great episode so here it is cody i'm offended that you were kind of mocking that i said lovely i mean why wouldn't i say lovely i mean you're my bae man i mean what are we what are we doing here I know. I just, you know, as a pretty young lady like me doesn't get called nice things all the time. So I'm still getting used to compliments. So first of all, first of all, you can't say pretty young lady and then say, I don't get called lovely. You know what? That is such a basic white person thing to say right now. Okay, Karen. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we appreciate you guys uh, joining us. Uh, We are continuing our little. our little spiel with uh, the AFC East. Uh, We have, I think this is the halfway point, if I'm not mistaken. I think after this, we'll be halfway done with the uh, NFL divisions. Yeah, we will. We only South and West. So interesting. All right. Well, I'm excited. I'm ready for this. So uh, how did your research go looking for all this stuff up? Because I was kind of awestruck by all the moves that they had made and potential coaching losses. So what did you think of it? Yeah. um, You know, Stefan Diggs is is definitely going to play a role into this. Obviously, Tom Brady is going to be probably the biggest uh, change in the AFC East. and so I was very surprised on how low I was on basically every team mm-hmm. other than the Bills. And I just see the Bills losing a few games that maybe they, they won't, but they could also win a few games that they maybe they won't. I don't know. But, um, you know, it, it is an interesting division. It is up in the air, but I'm, I, I feel confident that that the Bills are at least the best team, but I want to. We're going to get into why we think the other teams aren't as good as the Bills, pretty much. So, um, Cody, I mean, I know for you, we were kind of talking about it a little bit as well uh, before we started this. Like, how was your research going for uh, for this division? You know, it was a bit complicated. Again, kind of one of the points that you were just driving home is, you know, Tom Brady is no longer with the New England Patriots. So that's a that's a, going to be a huge difference right there for that team. And I know you and I talked before the show started about where we had them and it wasn't very high. Um, you know, and you and I are both pretty high on the Buffalo Bills. So that's some common ground. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think one of the things that was tough is, you know, between the Jets and the Dolphins, you know, how much did each team improve? Um you know, yeah. is Adam Gase going to be able to uh, improve the Jets anymore? Will Flores um, make the Dolphins a more relevant team in this division? I think researching those points were, you know, really, really, um, I wouldn't say difficult, but it was definitely eye-opening to see what they've done. And, 
you know, it's been a long, long, long time since this division has been this wide open now that, you know, Brady and Belichick aren't together. So, you know, it'll be a, it'll definitely be a very interesting topic and discussion for sure. All right, Cody. So uh, who is in fourth place in the AFC East and what is their record and why? So I've got actually the New England Patriots um, dead last in this division at four and 12. Um, you know, they finished, uh, you know, at the top of this division, of course, with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick being partners. So, you know, a lot of that contributed, but Tom Brady isn't there anymore. And there's a lot of questions with the quarterback that they have, um, you know, that's going to be starting. And I've pronounced his name semi-correct and you corrected me, but I, I think, uh, to pronounce it, Jared Stidham. Stidham. Is that right? Stidham. Stidham. Okay. Um, so there's just a lot of question marks of him. There's not a lot of people that are sold on him cause he hasn't shown a whole lot in, in the little bit that he showed, um, it wasn't very promising. So mm-hmm. my feelings is, um, you know, with the draft picks that they did, you know, they drafted more or less in the, um, you know, day two, day three, uh, you know, primarily and got some, got some good players. I don't think that they're going to make a huge impact this season. I really think that this is kind of more of a, a rebuild and uh, what they're going to do is they are more than likely just going to be shooting for a top five, top 10 draft pick in the next draft in 2021, because I don't, I don't see how the Patriots are going to win anything more than four games. As I'm looking at their schedule, these are literally the only four games that I can see them winning one game in Miami, Denver, one game in New York and the game against the chargers. And that's it. I don't have them really winning anything else outside of that. And, um, you know, I could be surprised, though. I mean, I don't know how much um, this defense has improved or how much better they're going to be or stay the same. But mm-hmm. whenever they went against mobile quarterbacks, they did not do very well. And Miami now has a mobile quarterback. Seattle has a mobile quarterback. Uh, the Chiefs have one. Uh, Buffalo definitely has one. Um Baltimore, they have a guy named Lamar Jackson. We're still wondering if he's got a peak or not. Um, then they got Deshaun uh, Watson, mobile quarterback, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. You know, th- pretty much 90% of their schedule has a quarterback that is mobile. And, you know, the Patriots defense last season had a really, really hard time with mobile quarterbacks. So Yeah, and you can say Josh Allen, too, from Buffalo. That's exactly what I was – my point was, yeah, Josh Allen from yeah. – um, from Buffalo, he is he is um, probably an underrated mobile quarterback, but he had quite a bit of rushing yards and rushing touchdowns in his. He was more of a threat on the ground than he was on the air, even though he's got a powerful arm. Yeah. So I I see the Patriots really taking a step back. I think for one or two seasons, maybe one season for sure, just because they're going to probably rebuild in the draft and when they get a higher draft pick, of course. Bill Belichick always has draft picks stocked up throughout the year. So I imagine as the season goes on and they lose a little bit more, obviously they'll trade away the talent for assets and, you know, rebuild in that sense. So, uh, but anyways, I've got the Patriots finish finishing in fourth place, like I said, at four and 12. So um, who do you have in fourth place? I literally have no disagreements to (laughs) anything. I literally have the Patriots at four and I have the Patriots at four and 12 and I have them beating Miami, Denver, Chargers, Jets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So we literally have the same thing, which I think is hilarious. Um, but, you know, I see in week one, uh, they play the Miami Dolphins, but it's in New England. Now, again, we don't know if there's even going to be fans in the stands, but with this COVID-19, a lot of teams aren't going to have time to uh, practice. Mm-hmm. And that means less time for Tua, which means less time for uh, 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 Flores, the uh, the head coach. Mm-hmm. Brian Flores. Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. So that's less time with Tua that he has. And Tua has less time with his teammates, which means week one, they're not going to be ready. So for me, that's already a win for New England, because no matter what you can say, you can even argue, well, Bill Belichick doesn't have Jarrett Stenham. Um, you know, really, he can't really work with him, but he was working with him last year. So mm-hmm. you already have a step ahead of them. Now, I like Miami's defense, but again, they added a lot of new pieces. So again, it's the same situation as Tua as you have with the Miami defense. So for me, it's it's an easy win for the Patriots. And it might even be a blowout. And we're going to say, I can already see the headlines now. New England doesn't need Tom Brady. Uh, you know, the Miami Dolphins, did they make a mistake with Tua? You know, he's mm-hmm. probably going to throw like two or three picks in that game. You know, so you're going to see that and everyone's going to go, oh, man. You know, we thought Tua was good, but I guess he's not. You know, week one, everyone does this. But then you look at week two, and it's at Seattle. And Seattle's already a dangerous team as it is. And to your credit, like what you were just saying, mobile quarterbacks will kill them. And that was with Tom Brady. That was with Rob Gronkowski. That was with Mm -hmm. all these talented guys, Julian Edelman, uh, you know, Wes Welker at times. You know, mobile quarterbacks is not Bill Belichick's thing. And the league is shifting towards that. And like what you said, I mean, you were naming almost their whole schedule. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, all, it was pretty close. But what I have an issue with is not the, they could, I wouldn't even be surprised. Well, I would be a little bit, but I wouldn't be as surprised if the Patriots went 6-0 and in the division, but they mm-hmm. lost all of their out-of-market games, out-of-division mm-hmm. out games, because at Seattle, then they're at home against the Raiders. Then they go to Kansas City, which, I mean, I, I don't see Belichick going in to Kansas City with Jarrett Stidham and winning against Mahomes. I just don't see it. they got to find a defense to stop him first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then they go to New England, back to New England and play Denver. Then they play San Francisco in New England. But again, San Francisco, um, let's see, other out-of-market games. Um, at home against Baltimore, but I still think you're picking Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Houston, I think that game could be a toss-up, but I, I have Houston in that game. Mm-hmm. Then they come home against Arizona. I sat here at my seat for the longest time when I was doing my research and going, do I really pick Arizona? But then you look at Kyler Murray. Who are you going to pick, Kyler Murray or Jared Stenham? Well, you're mm-hmm. going to go Stenham. Or, you're not going to go Stenham. You're going to go Murray. Um, and then you have, you know, Belichick or, uh, Kingsbury, obviously you're going to go Belichick, but then the Cardinals, like I said, I think their defense is very underrated. Mm -hmm. So I pick Cardinals in that. Then they go to LA, which could be a home game for new England. We have no idea, um, against the chargers. 
but that's another tough game. Another tough game is, again, second week in a row against the Rams in L.A. Um, and those are their out-of-market games. Those are tough, man. I mean, mm-hmm. even if you're super low on the Rams, I'll give you that. Even if you're super low on the Texans, that's fine. But really, the Broncos, they have a tough defense, no matter what you want to say. They may not have a great offense, and that's why I have the Patriots winning in that game. But you could make the argument that the Broncos could go into New England and beat them because I don't think Jarrett Stidham is. I don't think he's in a different category than Drew Locke. I think they're about mm-hmm. the same right at this point. Okay. Um, I think Chargers, you have, you know, Terod Taylor, you know, he's an experienced quarterback. I'm going to go with the experienced quarterback. But I still do have the Patriots winning. But I was a little up, I was up in the air about that game. But mm-hmm. I just think uh, the Chargers still have a lot to work. I know a lot of people want to say, "Well, the Chargers have a great defense." I'm with you there. I think they have a really good defense, but they are a little bit older. And I don't. I know a lot of people like Austin Eckler, and I think he's really good. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I think he was really good because. I hate saying this because I hate Philip Rivers, but I think he was a product of Philip Rivers. I don't think he's going to be as productive. And mm-hmm. he could have been a product of Melvin Gordon, too. I mean, he was with Melvin Gordon with Philip Rivers. So when Austin Eckler, it was a change of pace. It was different. Mm-hmm. Now Eckler is the guy. Um, I don't know how to feel about this Chargers offense, you know? So mm-hmm. that's why I have uh, the Patriots uh, beating them. But with the Rams, I honestly, I know you're not as high, but I am really high on the Rams. And the reason being is they did get some offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. I think they are healthy now. They got rid of a lot of, um, a lot of salary. Mm-hmm. So I think Jared Goff, and and they're not, they don't have all the talent that they used to have. But when they did have the talent that yes, they got to the Super Bowl their first year, but the second year you saw a huge, huge step back from the Rams, but not from Jared Goff. So I really think that he's going to I, I really think that the Rams are gonna do a lot better than most people think. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think they're gonna get into the playoffs. I don't think they're that good. Um, but I do feel like it's going to be one of those like dolphin situations where they got rid of everyone and everyone's like, what are we doing? And mm-hmm. we were kind of surprised on how tough of a win it was against Miami. You're like, Oh shoot. They're actually pretty good if they just added to something else. And I think that's what we're going to do next year with the Rams is mm-hmm. we're going to sit there and go, man, if they can get, you know, uh, um, I don't know, a, another linebacker or if they can get a, a, a speedy receiver in this next draft, this team is scary, you know? Yeah. Um, so I really do feel that way. Um, so I, I'm I'm very high on the Rams. Maybe not a lot of people, but even if you're saying the Patriots beat the Rams, that makes them five and eleven. It's, yeah, that's worse from twelve and four last year. <laughs> no I just matter what. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean again when we get into the NFC West and the AFC West, and we kind of you know dive into more of those teams, I'll. I'll give my feedback or pushback on on the two points that you made about the Chargers and the Rams. But bottom line, though, is I think the Patriots are going to struggle. Um, and again, with the majority of the points that you said, with the defense being a little older, um, you know, the quarterback situation is is Stidham even ready to kind of take the reins and 
um, be someone that could bring, you know, bring home clutch games if they get that close. Cause I imagine Bill Belichick still going to get this team prepared and competitive. I'm not saying they're going to lose by 30 every single game, mm-hmm. but you know, I think because they need someone like Tom, that's a veteran. Um, even though if, even if I'm not that high on Tom Brady on a talent perspective, just because, you know, he's extremely intelligent and that's what makes him a great quarterback. His arm strength isn't quite there. So, you know, sometimes he's a liability. Um, yeah. But even still, though, having a brain behind the court, you know, as your quarterback makes a huge difference. And just look at Peyton Manning's last year when he won Super Bowl 50. You know, he was throwing literally ducks, you know, at towards the end of the season when he came back from injury. And, you know, he found a way to be still effective all because he was not only extremely prepared, but, you know, he was smarter than everybody on the field. So he was able to beat him in that sense. So, you know, I don't think Stenham is quite there yet, but, you know, Again, don't be surprised if Bill Belichick gets this team really competitive. And I may, I may be, it may be hard for me to figure out where these four wins come from. But, you know, also if they finished eight and eight, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think eight and eight for me, I would be surprised. I'm thinking ceiling is six and 10. And mm-hmm. I was just kind of looking at the roster and it's just like, I mean, I don't, I don't see, I mean, I know Belichick is probably going to coach his way into, he could possibly coach his way into six wins, but mm-hmm. I just, I'm like, where man, like, mm-hmm. where are they going to get it? Because yeah, you got Stefan Gilmore who I love. I think he's great, but you lost a big time leader in, in Van Noy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you really don't have great pass rushers. Um, you know, the secondary is pretty old to say the least mm-hmm. uh, the linebacking core. Um, I think they do have somewhat experience. And then, like I said, the defensive line, it was just, it, it, it's not a typical Patriots defense. And then you look at the offense, you're like, well, okay, you got Edelman. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Edelman, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, serious. I mean, yeah, you could say James white, but Again, that could be a product of of Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't know how Jared Stidham is is going to do for what he's going to be able to do for these running backs. So mm-hmm. um, it'll be interesting for sure. The Patriots are going to be an interesting watch to see how they play. But when I was just even just looking at the schedule, I was like, this team is just going to look like the worst team uh, in the AFC East. Yeah. It's gonna. It it may look like that, or they could look like a team. Something like what Tom. Uh. Uh. What. Uh, oh gosh. Um. The Steelers. Uh. No. Um. Tomlin. Mike what Tomlin. Tomlin. Um. Coached up last season with literally third and fourth string quarterback. Uh. Number one receiver went down. Although he did have you know a top five defense at his disposal, which helped out a lot. But still finished. Quack, quack, quack. Yeah. Still finished. Um you know, eight and eight for the season. So I, I, I think Bill Belichick, you know, I wouldn't say he could surprise everybody, but you know, the bar could be for him is eight and eight, which, you know, is kind of odd. Cause in his, however many seasons he's been with the Patriots now, what is it? 20 years now, you know, yeah. eight and eight would be literally their worst record. And I think the only other worst record than that was, I think they went 10 and six or 11 and five, the year that Tom Brady towards ACL in Oh nine. So, yeah. you know, so we'll see. So you know what I, I do want to touch on this because I have been hearing a lot of this of you know oh well it's Bill Belichick he'll be fine without Tom Brady well, okay no because he had Drew Bledsoe and honestly 
they were on their way before Tom Brady came in to they were dying. They were not good. Okay. Drew Bledsoe is good. He's a good quarterback, but him and Belichick didn't work great like him and Brady did. And also you look at when he was with the Browns. I mean, the Browns were crap. I mean, the Browns are still not good. I mean, we look at them on paper and we think they're going to be really good. I know for me, I do. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is the Browns haven't done anything since they've been in the league. And then Belichick was over there just because he was a great head coach doesn't mean he was successful. Mm-hmm. The thing about the NFL is you have to have, not only do you have to have a fantastic head coach, Bill Belichick, but you also have to have a fantastic quarterback Tom Brady Mm -hmm. and if one goes just because they were great together doesn't mean they're going to be great apart that's what I'm talking about and you can make the argument for Tom Brady too I think Tom Brady is older I don't think he's going to be as good I don't think he was that great everyone was talking about how good he was last year but let's be honest the Patriots had a pretty weak schedule and the Bills who were still a inexperienced team who was running on a hot streak were right on the tails of the Patriots mm-hmm. of a Tom Brady team. And Tom Brady in the postseason against the Titans didn't look great either. I mean, their defense, you know, didn't mm-hmm. do great either against Henry. But right. as we saw during the rest of the playoffs, not a lot of defenses were doing great against him, but you can still see, Okay, there's holes in this team. And then you get rid of a guy who is as great as Tom Brady, even when he's over 40. You're still losing a ton. And that's what we're talking about. That's why the Patriots are going from 12 and 4 last year to 4 and 12 possibly this year. Mm-hmm. We think maybe they could they could pull some wins out of their butt if you know, miracles happen, but for for what I see, I, I mean, I don't see it. That's why I have them at 4-12. and 12. Yeah. All right, who do you have for third place then? I have the Jets, but yeah. I actually have them at 4-12 and 12 as well. So they go from 7-9 and nine last year, and <laughs> I have them at 4-12. And the reason I have them at 4-12 and 12 is they almost have the same exact um schedule as the Patriots mm-hmm. and I'm a big fan of Sam Darnold I think Adam Gase and Sam Darnold will work together well obviously we saw they went seven and nine which was a surprise mm-hmm. but you know week week one they're playing the Bills I have the Bills winning you know then they then they go to New York and play San Francisco I don't think we have any disagreements that San Francisco is going to win that game. Not today. <laughs> um, you you can make the argument that then they go to Indianapolis. I like the Colts. I think they're a I think they're a decent team. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the Jets beating Denver. Uh, let's see Arizona. Or or the, I mean they're basically playing the same teams as they did with Patriots. I mean they they play the Browns and I already had the Browns beating the Jets. Um, I have the Rams beating them, the Seahawks, the Raiders, um, Chiefs. I mean, it's it's Chargers, Cardinals, Broncos. It's like the same schedule. The only difference is 
uh, the Jets play the Colts and the Patriots play the Texans. That's really the only different team that they play out of their whole season. Mm-hmm. And you make the argument, like I said, that the Colts could lose that game. Um, I just, I think with this whole Jamal Adams thing for the Jets, I think it's going to blow up in their face because he wants out. Apparently they want him out. Um, and I don't understand it. And then Adam Gase last year was trying to get rid of Le'Veon Bell. And he was kind of the bright spot for the Jets last year during, you know, the few, the few weeks that, uh, Darnold was out. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I think, I think they fall victim to a tough schedule. Um, you know, again, you can convince me that they could be six and 10. I'm okay with that. Um, I don't disagree with you. I just feel like um, with Phillip Rivers on the Colts with a really good defense, and then you add T.Y. Hilton into that mix, and I like Marlon Mack. I think he's a decent running back. I I, I see the Colts pulling that out. Mm-hmm. You could argue with me that the Cardinals could lose that game. Uh, that's a fair point. I mean, there's no question to me. Um, and the other game was the Rams. You can make an argument that the Rams could lose that game, and I'm okay with that. So I guess I, I contradicted myself. I said 6-10. and 10. I wouldn't be surprised if they got to back to 7-9, and nine, but I don't see them getting any better than what they were. Um, but, I mean, I, like I said, I have my reasons for why they lose those games and why they're 4-12. and 12. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Cody, who is your third place and why? And so the, right. New York, the New York Jets are also my third place team, but I have them at 6-10. and 10. Um, A couple of the points that you had made, I think that Indy, they are going to pull that one out, even if it is an Indy. Um, The reasons why I think, though, is I think that they're going to have two tough matchups with the the Bills and the Giants and excuse me, the 49ers to kick off the season. And I think that they're going to turn it around come Indianapolis. Um, And then on a Thursday night is Denver. Denver has a good defense, but history has shown that um, Thursday night um, games defenses don't play very well. Um, and I think that the Jets will find a way to pull this one out. I think it'll, I think it'll be an interesting game, but I think that they can pull this one out. Um, some questions. Yeah, I games. agree with that. Yeah. A questionable game that I don't like I'm, they could potentially win, but I don't see it is Arizona. And also they're playing at chargers. So depending on how tough the chargers are, you know, that's another game that they can split. Um, I see mm-hmm. them beating obviously new England at least once Miami, at least once, um, Again, I'm not so high on the Rams, so I mean, I can see the Rams losing this game, especially in December. I know that you're yeah. very high, or not very high, but you're a lot higher than I am with the Rams and Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff, yes, he did get protection, but I don't think, I think, unfortunately, if a defense is creative enough to confuse him, he's like, you know, dead in the water, in my opinion. Um, we got to see a lot of that last season where defenses that showed him like exotic looks, um, you know, creative blitzing. He didn't really understand how to, you know, how to kind of do his checkdowns or his reads. So he struggled a little bit, turned the mm-hmm. ball over a little bit more than normal. Um, so, I mean, I imagine that he'll improve, but I don't know by how much because, you know, this isn't the first time that this has happened, even with a previous coach. So, you know, I can definitely see the Rams losing um, this game, but I don't see the Jets being anything better than six and 10. And I think this would be Adam Gase's last season. Um, I think Sam Darnold is going to be a rock star. Um, He got a new receiver in Denzel Mims. 
Um, they did draft um, like arguably one of the number one um, um, offensive tackles in um, Becton from uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So, I mean, you know, he's going to get protection. Le'Veon Bell yeah. may be a little bit more in this offense um, primarily. They will have a healthy CJ Mosley who does kind of change your defense, but Again, kind of like the point that you had mentioned with uh, Jamal Adams, I think that that, bur- that bridge is burned. I wouldn't be surprised if in the middle of the season the same thing with Le'Veon Bell because there's already tension when when Le'Veon signed. And, uh, you know, for some reason him and Adam Gase didn't get off on the right foot, which you would think Gase would have loved someone like Bell with what he can do. Um, but I unfortunately think that this team is going to kind of regress a little bit. Their defense isn't going to be as strong um, – and, but I, like I said, I do think that uh, Sam Darnold is going to be, you know, he's going to probably, you know, if not the best quarterback in this division, the second best quarterback in this division. Um, and I think he's going to take a pretty big step forward in terms of, you know, his ability to throw, read defenses and be a little bit, a uh, little bit better about protecting the ball and coming up in, in big moments. But mm-hmm. for the most part, as a team, I don't see the Jets doing anything better than uh, six and ten. Um, you know, and I think what will end up happening is there'll be turmoil in the middle of the season where I think Gase is going to lose the locker room by about week 10, week 12, right, right after their bye week, they're going to probably get their teeth kicked in by Miami. Then they're going to get their teeth kicked in by, of course, the Raiders. Um, and then it's just a downhill slope from there with, they have to go to Seattle, go to LA, which again, they could either win or lose. That's kind of a split. Um, Mm -hmm. and then they finish the season in new England. So if new England wins this that game in new England at the end of the season. Can you imagine, you know, what that'll be like for Adam Gase at the end of the year, yeah. considering, you know, he's in this offensive guru, but yet the rest of the team for some reason can't, you know, rally around him. And, you know, um, this, uh, this team, you know, with all the talent it has just underperforms. So um, that's yeah. where I see the jets. I mean, they got a lot of potential. Um, they've got some really good offensive weapons and, um, like I mentioned, they, they have bell and then they just signed Frank Gore. So that's a, that's a veteran, um, running back group. And I don't see obviously Gore being the number one back, of course, but I mean, he can pick you up some late, late yards for sure in the mm-hmm. game to seal one if it's close, but he's I think definitely that- going to give Le'Veon Bell a break. Yeah, that's for sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And talk about longevity too. I think this is what his 17th year, <laughs> 16th, 17th year going in the season. So, yeah. So, but yeah, that's where, that's where I have the jets. I'm not, I'm not very high on them. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they got eight and eight. Cause I, I did scratch off eight and eight earlier today. Um, Cause I was looking at the schedule and then I was really debating like some of the teams I think will take a pretty decent step forward with being, bringing the, you know, the Browns, um, the Cardinals, um, you know, and I just don't know if, I just don't know if the jets are going to be a strong enough team with all that they've lost and, you know, kind of what they're going through right now to, you know, get to eight and eight, even though they were seven and nine last season. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't have any issues. I mean, I, I love Sam Darnold. I'm probably higher on Sam Darnold than most people are, or I guess I should say you and I, um, I actually like Adam Gase. I know that's an unpopular statement, but I think he's good because we forget we're we're we were talking about the Jets like they were four and twelve, but they were seven and nine, and for uh, almost a month and a half they were without their starting quarterback Sam Darnold. 
and it was just Le'Veon Bell. And the Jets were still not an easy win. Um, I mean, it wasn't great for the Jets, but, you know, they were fighting to the very end. And when Donald came back, um, the Jets were playing really well. Um, you know, Le'Veon Bell had a lot more room to run. Um, you know, the defense started kind of tightening up a little bit more. So I like the Jets team, but I just think their schedule is really tough. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't see them pulling out a surprise win against San Francisco or, or, um, Seattle. I mean, even the Raiders, I, I don't, I don't see them beating the Raiders. I think the Raiders have too much offensive power for their defense, unless Jamal Adams is still there. But at that time, when they face each other, um, you know they're definitely, definitely not going to. So you just have to uh, figure out. I like the Jets, but I just think it's a tough schedule for them, you know. And and unfortunately, Adam Gase is gonna gonna be the fall guy for them. So, um, Cody, uh, who is number two in the AFC East and the record and why? So for me, I have the Miami Dolphins finishing number two in the division at nine and seven. I, I think that there'll be a team that gets above 500. I really think that Brian Flores really, um, really won over his team towards the end of the season. I mean, they were looking absolutely terrible, um, you know, last season up until I would say probably like the final, you know, seven to eight weeks, then they were starting to pull it out. So Brian Flores, in my opinion, you know, they started off rough losing their first seven games, 10 games, they won five. So they split half and half. Some of the major wins though that they had was in Philadelphia. They had beaten um, Philly, which was a huge surprise. Um, They beat New England in the season and they won in overtime against Cincinnati. Not really a big win, but I think more or less the statement win was the fact that they were able to pull it together. Um, And now they added players like Rowe, Byron Jones, uh, Kyle Van Noy, Jordan Howard, which we're pretty, we're both pretty content on Jordan Howard being a really good running back. But I'm, I'm, I'm very certain though, that this offense is going to be a little bit more potent, especially with Tua at the quarterback position. Um, I will agree to your point though, that the fact that, you know, during this quarantine time, the teams haven't really had a whole, a lot of time to kind of meet up and work out together. But now that the um, shelter in place has been lifted in a majority of places like Florida now, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and of course the NFL is still projecting to be somewhat on schedule. Um, I don't know if they're going to keep preseason games or not, or what, you know, training camp is going to look like other than they're not going to remote sites anymore. They're going to be going to be training at their own home sites. So, you know, rather than traveling all over, like they normally do, they're going to stay, you know, in, in, uh, Miami, yeah. train there and get prepared. They're not going to train against other teams like they normally do, but I mean, for the most part, I think this defense could be um, a legitimate one to make a little bit of noise. I mean, they don't have um, gang- they don't have anybody that's going to go gangbusters over here, but you know they've got they've got enough of a defense to you know keep the ship afloat, so to speak, to you know keep them in the games, cause some turnovers, maybe um, you know they could be uh, they could be troublesome for some passing quarterbacks. Um, and again, with Miami having, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick still backing up Tua or, you know, get a start over Tua just to start, I think is going to be a good learning experience for Tua. Again, we got Jordan Howard in there as a starting running back, which I, I, I like him. I'm a fan of Jordan Howard. 
And then you still have Devontae Parker, Alan Hearns, uh, Preston Williams, uh, Grant, Albert Wilson. You know, you've got a, you know, kind of an underrated um, receiving core there. And, you know, the offensive line also got a big boost when they drafted Andrew Jackson in the first round, who was also another, you know, top uh, top um, rated um, offensive tackle coming out of the draft. So, you know, I think Miami with Brian Flores is going to really do really well with this team. And, um, you know, I, I expect pre, I wouldn't say, uh, you know, playoffs or anything, but, you know, games like against Denver are, in my opinion, going to be pretty easy wins. Um, you know, I really think that they're going to give Buffalo a run for their money. I would even say, depending on the matchup, such as like, you know, um, the Rams, that's going to be a, a tough matchup for the Rams, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see Kansas city maybe having a hard time. Well, not Kansas city. We'll say that's a little too much, but you know, <laughs> a, a team like Seattle may struggle with them. Um, and you know, it'd be a tougher win for Seattle than expected, you know, but I think Miami is going to be one of those really, really competitive teams, just a little bit above 500, but you know, they're still got probably one season before they're actually, in my opinion, a playoff team or mm-hmm. at least a threat in this division um per se so that's who i have at number two so you said nine and seven right correct i i mean i i don't i I have them number two as well but i have the dolphins at five and eleven and wow i can see how you could get to like seven and nine Mm -hmm. but dude i i gotta be honest with you man i'm surprised you said nine and seven i i don't see it i mean I mean, maybe the Raiders. Um, like I think I have them beating the Cardinals. No, I have them losing to the Cardinals. I mean, I I guess that would be a game, like you said, the Rams. Okay, mm-hmm. I have them losing to the Chargers because I I think the Chargers are not going to go. I don't think they're going to be you know swept by every single team. <laughs> Because I think they're playing all of the AFC East, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're they're yeah. playing all of the AFC East, so I don't see them getting swept. So I think they're going to pull one out against the Dolphins. But you know what? With the Dolphins, I think they upgraded their defense. But like I did say, I think their season will start off pretty slow. They're going, they're at New England, and then they're playing in Miami against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I think New England starts off um, going to because they have the experience. And then you look at Buffalo. That defense is is stout. And I don't think Miami's defense is going to be ready to stop uh, Josh Allen or any anybody else on that offense for that matter. Mm-hmm. Then they play Jacksonville. And I think this is when they start kind of getting into – um, into the wind calm because, like I said, I just I don't see Jaguars winning them. But again, it is a Thursday night game. Really, anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that could be a quick spiral because if they do lose to Jacksonville, then they play Seattle, San Francisco, and Denver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the very next, I mean, the Denver game that could go either way. But they could potentially start. Oh, and five potentially for me, if I'm up in the air about a lot of these games, I mean, mm-hmm. they could, they could possibly start. Oh, and nine. 
if it gets really bad. I don't wow. think it's going to be that. I really don't. I think they're going to beat Jacksonville. Then I think they lose back-to-back games again mm-hmm. against Seattle and San Francisco. Actually, I think they lose. And then Denver and and the Chargers. Um, and then I have them getting back on track. Let's see when I have them getting back on track. Never. <laughs> I'm very low. Shoot. You were just Buffalo. I have them splitting a game against Buffalo. I I do. It sounds like you just hate this division. I do. I I just I'm I'm a little confused on Miami because this is the reason Tua. I like him, but he he doesn't know what the NFL game is like. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take him a little bit to to get going. I mean, to be honest, it's going to take him a while for him to get used to the game. And Mm -hmm. with this COVID-19, that could be a big issue, a bigger issue than what we know. And I know you're saying it's an underrated receiving core. I think it's properly rated. I don't think it's a great receiving core. I think Devontae Parker did great last year, but I still wouldn't say, oh, Devontae Parker is now the go-to guy i i would say he was the go-to guy last year but i don't know what to make of him this year because he's been in the league for a little bit now and uh he really hadn't done anything except for the tail end of last year so i'm still not sold on parker and i don't really like a lot of their receivers i mean wilson he's all right you know he he does what they what they need him to do um i think they still have charles clay if i'm not mistaken um, you know, that's going to be a nice presence for red zone, but, um, you know, when you see, um, their schedule, you know, week one to, to week 10, I mean, that's, that's pretty tough. I mean, you, you get the jets. Yeah. That, I mean, I think they're going to split a game between the jets. Um, I think they're splitting games between, um, new England. Um, and I think they're also splitting games against Buffalo because, I think Buffalo is good to a certain extent. I don't think uh, Buffalo is, um, you know, the greatest team. I still think they have a lot of holes, and I think Josh Allen has a lot of holes in his game. Um, but I, I do, I do like Miami. I hope they win a lot of these games. I just, to be perfectly honest, I just don't see Denver and the Broncos and the Chargers being swept by the AFC East. I think they're too good of teams to be swept. And I think I just picked um, the Dolphins in this scenario. But again, maybe they do get swept. I I think the Dolphins could potentially be that good. But again, the highest ceiling I see of the Dolphins is seven and nine. And I think you could talk me into it, but um I, you know, I, I just, I, I think this COVID-19 really hurt the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to play all these teams really tough. No question. I really do. Um, and there's a lot of games that could be 50-50s. There's a lot of games that, you know, mm-hmm. they could look really bad in. And there's going to be games that they're going to look great in. So for me... You know, honestly, I I am so up in the air with Miami because I love Tua, but again, he was injured for the last part of the season, so he really hasn't had any contact mm-hmm. uh, since. And um, you know, that defense right now, yes, they have some studs on that defense, and I'm not I'm not saying they're bad, but 
I do also think that a lot of it is they're going to have to get together and it's going to take about a year for them to really feel comfortable with each other and know where everyone's going. Kyle Van Noy is a fantastic linebacker, but he is an older linebacker. He worked in New England because all he had to do was put his guys in place because he knew everyone and he knew what they could do and he knew what he could do and they knew what he could do. And now he's on a brand new team and it's like, you have to basically start everything over again. Um, so, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, like I said, you can convince me that Miami could go seven and nine. I just don't see nine wins with, with the Dolphins. I, I, I don't, but I don't say you're wrong. I just, for me, it, it was very hard because of all the factors mm-hmm. um, that are surrounding Miami. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, my only thing is, is your argument about the whole quarantine thing would stop what you would probably say is uh, Tua's kind of growth in adapting to the NFL and, and the speed of it and how the game is played. I would say the same argument could be played for all these other teams. You know, I'm not saying that, you know, a lot of these players need training camp to to be, you know, you know, the best that they can be when the season comes to play. But, you know, an argument could be made that a team needs somewhat of some continuity some uh you know they need to be um together in a sense the the offense needed kind of the offense needs to be worked out the defense needs to be worked out so you know a team like the chargers having justin herbert um also suffering the same issue with not really having a whole lot of an offensive of a um, off-season program or training camp to really get up to game speed um, you know, a team like Denver with Drew, Lu- with Drew Locke, you know, an argument could be made that even though he spent a full season, you know, you know, can he make during quarantine, can he make a big enough leap to where, you know, he won't be hindered by the quarantine? Kyler Murray, he was a rookie. So now he's going to be a sophomore this season. So, mm-hmm. you know, is he going to regress or is he going to get better? Or is he going to remain the same? Uh, you know, an argument could be made that, uh, you know, Joe Burrow is probably going to suffer the same thing with Tua. So exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, seven and nine, in my opinion, is probably the ceiling for them this season. Um, as I'm looking through some games, I can see your arguments about some of the teams that would give them a tough battle to where they'll probably lose in late games. Like I can see your point about Arizona. That game is in Arizona. Um, uh, and that comes a week after or yeah, a week after they just played a tough team in the Rams, who you're again, yeah. pretty high on. So you know, that could be a game that's easily lost. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if New England gets swept by the Dolphins, even though I said that they would probably split games. I would not be surprised if New England won games. So I'm as I'm looking, um, if we got New England as a win, let's say Jacksonville's a win. Um, I'm gonna i I'm I'm actually confident enough to say that Denver's a win, the Chargers are a win, and Arizona's a win. I mean, depending on how terrible the the Jets are, those that could be a sweep right there. Even though I don't think it will be, but that could be a sweep. Cincinnati could be a a win right there. Um, then Buffalo. I mean, that's going to be at Buffalo at the end of the season. They could easily split. So, yeah. I mean, there's borderline eight and eight just in that scenario alone. Let alone, um, you know, nine and seven. But again, we'll see. I mean, the season hasn't started, but I really do think that Brian Flores has really done a great job in rebuilding Miami per se. And mm-hmm. I think two is a really good building block. And I know that you're not very high on Parker, but I think he's an underrated receiver in the sense of you can, he's got to get space. He's got to separate. It'll be a good uh, wide receiver for Tua to get familiar with. 
Um, and then, you know, depending on where this team finishes, if they even have another high draft pick and let's say again, the, you know, the talent pool for college football's receivers is, is a good one. Like it was this season, then they could easily find another weapon for Tua in that way, or maybe even in free agency. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see. I, I'm a little higher hopes on Miami than apparently you are because you have nobody else finishing above six wins, you know, in this entire season. So, you know, you are poo-pooing on this division. So you have I no am. faith I, in anybody. Well, it's just because there's a lot of term. I love Brian Flores. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do. I think he's – I mean, Miami was a great surprise last year. I mean, even though they probably had the worst roster, mm-hmm. Um, they still found ways to win, and they traded away their best defensive player in Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, "What?" Obviously, Miami wants the number one pick, and they still ended up at the number five pick, which is still amazing, you know. So, um, you know, I, I love the Dolphins. I do. I just think with this whole COVID-19 thing and them really not having a lot of weapons on offense, I think Tua is the better quarterback out of, that came in that's coming in as a rookie. But it's really not a great situation right now because, yes, they beefed up that defense, no question, and that's what Flores is really good at. Um, but Tua really... It's going to be tough with these receivers. It is because you don't really have guys who have really proven that they're, you know, I don't want to say elite, but that they're, well, I guess we'll say they're not great. I mean, they're good and you can use them. I'm not saying that they're, you know, so terrible, but when you look at every other offense in this team, at least, Every team in this division has at least a guy that you can point to and go, that guy's good. You know, you look at the Patriots, Julian Edelman, he may not be the same, but he's still, he's still good. I mean, he was doing stuff when he was just breaking down constantly and he was still doing well for the Patriots. Um, the Jets, yeah, they had last year, they had Robbie Anderson. This year, I really liked Enzel Mims. I think he's better than any of the receivers that the Dolphins have. Um, and then you look at the Bills, I mean, they had John Brown, who was phenomenal for them last year. And John Brown had, like, one good year with Arizona. And he comes to Buffalo and still, you know, does great. And then you add on top of that Stefan Diggs. I mean, that's one of that's that's my argument with the Dolphins is they really don't have offensive. I love Jordan Howard, but I do feel like he is a guy who needs a little bit of help, especially in the uh, catching department. Mm-hmm. But um, he will definitely help out Tua a lot. But as we found out last year, Tua is not a mobile quarterback. He's a guy who's going to stay in the pocket and you know let it go. And I just don't see a lot of receivers separating uh, like like they did in Alabama. Gotcha. So that's my argument. (laughs) All right. Well, we know who our number ones are, but Cody, why don't you tell us why you have the bills at number one, what the record is and why. Okay. So I've got the bills number one because, you know, they made it to the playoffs um, last season with a top 10, I borderline top five defense. And I think they stay at top five. I think they are only going to be better and stronger 
I think because they got so close in the playoffs, I think they're going to be a lot hungrier. Um, and then also too, I think Josh Allen, this is going to be his third season. I think he takes a really big step forward in terms of being a really good passing quarterback. Uh, cause he proved that he can rush with his legs. Um, let me see. I'm pulling up his stats right now. What his rushing, uh, was, um, he rushed for a total of, uh, 510 yards and he had nine rush touchdowns the year before wow. he had 631 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. So, you know, he's a, definitely a dual quarterback. An argument could be made that he is, well, I mean, we'll just say he's the white version of Lamar Jackson for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> um, but uh, honestly, that's not the thing that I'm most excited about. They do have Devin Singletary still, um, and they will have um, uh, Zach Moss, who they did draft, who would be a good change of pace back for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, have, they obviously traded for Stephon Diggs, which we already knew about. But one of the things, too, that I really like about this receiving team that they have put together is Stefan Diggs, clearly the number one option here. And they have such good complementary pieces for this um, for Diggs, where you have John Brown who can take the top off the defense and he's mm-hmm. a, and he's a speedster. And I really think that he's yeah. going to, you know, be somebody that can cut deep into the field, too. So, you know, Stefan Diggs can get maybe those receiver screens, maybe those quick outs. And John Brown can slip past the defense. And you have Cole Beasley, who's essentially, you know. Um, I forgot about Beasley. Yeah, Cole <laughs> Beasley, who's like a poor man's version of Wes Welker or a younger version. Yeah. So I think that's I think that'd be, that's a fantastic just complimentary pieces right there. And there's also Andre Roberts that they have to former Raider, who was really good in the slot for us when we had him with. Um, he is a good red zone player. He is. When he was with the Raiders and now when, since he's been with Buffalo, mm-hmm. um, he has been a huge red zone uh presence and right. so i mean you can even put him at the tight end position at in the goal line situation and and you have to worry about him yeah and then they have uh dawson knox who is a young tight end he did have some flashes with um allen definitely will probably be working on their chemistry together and yeah. you know I, I i anticipate that this offensive team is going to be really really stout they have a really good offensive line that's also young so in my opinion that this team is pretty much well balanced and i have them at 12 and 4 i i you can easily make a case that they're going to be probably one of the top four teams in the afc coming out in terms of you know teams to beat just because their defense like i said i think their offense is going to take a pretty big step forward to where they're going to be um explosive they're going to be able to run play action they're going to be able to run it on you and when you have to come through Buffalo in December and January when it's snowing, you know, good luck. So I, I'm really high on this team. I, I think that they clearly are the best ones in this division. And I, I think they're hungry. Their coach, you know, does a really great job in, in getting these guys prepared. And, the, you know, the ownership and the front office has done a really good job to rebuild this team. Um, so I just can't wait for the Buffalo Bills. There's some exciting stuff happening this season. They're going to be fun to watch. A couple of games to look out for is um, a Thursday night game against Kansas City on week six. I really think that'll be a good test. That's going to be in Buffalo. It'll be a really good test to see where Buffalo's at defensively and offensively. Um, and then they've got a game at San Francisco on December the 7th, which will be a good test late in the season to see where they're at. And then again, they've got a closeout game um, 
in Buffalo against Miami, I think that they're going to win that easily because it's probably snowing by then. And I don't think Miami and the sunshine are going to handle it. So those are just a couple of key games that I'm circling here. But other than that, man, like Buffalo is a stacked team and I'm having a hard time finding four losses to be honest with you, but that's where I have them at. Um, yeah, I agree. I think they're the clear best team in this division, obviously, when I have two, four and 12 teams and one, five and 11, and they're the number two in the division. Um, you know, last year, the bills went 10 and six. I think they stay the same. And my thought is this, I think they beat the Rams. I think they lose to the Raiders because it is in Allegiant stadium. I'm just assuming that it's going to be huge. I mean, from what I've seen on Raider Twitter, it's going to be blowing up if if there are fans there. Mm-hmm. If there's not, I still like the Raiders team a lot. Um, I think their defense is being underrated because last year it wasn't great, but we added a lot this year, and we added a lot of experience. Um, but, you know, I think they lose. Let's see. I have them losing to Tennessee as well. I think that's going to be a tough game. Uh, to Kansas City, I think that's a tough game. Um, I think they're going to breeze through this division, though. I really do. I think they do split games between Miami, just Miami. <laughs> I'm looking <laughs> okay. through my notes. Um, but, you know, like like I've been talking about, basically, every single podcast that we've been doing this. Um, it's the out-of-market games that I'm a little worried about with Buffalo. I mean, yes, they're going home against Seattle, um, but then they go to Arizona. Uh, they play the Chargers. I think that's a win for, for the Bills. I think um, – who do I have them losing to? I have them out-of-market. I have them losing to the Raiders, Titans, Chiefs, Seahawks, and the 49ers. Um, I, I think they beat the Chargers. I don't think the Chargers are good enough. Even if you add Justin Herbert or Terod Taylor, I, I don't think so. I like the Steelers. I'm very high on them. But I think the Bills will get the best of those, uh, of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think they beat the Broncos. I don't think even in Denver, it's not a big even in the mile, what is it, Mile High Stadium, or did they change that? Oh, it's M Power Field at Mile High now. Um, geez, come Something on, like Denver. That. this is why I hate Denver. I'm sorry. Good they changed God. their name more than P Diddy. Come on now. <laughs> um, you know, it's not much of a of a what is the word I am looking for? Man, I cannot think of it. It's not going to help much against the bills because the bills have are used to really crappy weather um and i mean we don't know exactly when the date is because it says to be determined but it is going to be in december sometime Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not an advantage that's what i was trying to think of it's not going to be a big advantage for the broncos uh you know because the bills are used to it yes you could argue okay well you know the air is thinner okay whatever i you know we've been playing enough games in denver for teams to kind of understand what to look forward to so it's not that big of an advantage like everyone says anyway um as a you know angry raider fan talking about the broncos (laughs) (laughs) um so for me i mean i like the bills but i i think they do have some tough games um you know, you could talk me into them beating the Raiders. I think that's fair. 
you could talk me into them beating the Titans. I think that's fair as well. Um, you know, the Seahawks game, that could, that's another one of those games you could, you know, you could argue. Um, you could argue that they lose to the Steelers. Um, so, I mean, there's, there are some different games, but for the most part, I know what I have in the Bills. And you added Stefan Diggs. I don't think the Jets get, get them at all. Um, I don't think the Patriots get the Bills at all. I think this is a tough team. And like what you were saying, you have Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is going to be the main guy. There's no question about that. He's going to be the short term. He's going to be the short route kind of guy. He's going to be, um, you know, he'll run a couple of streaks. He'll run a couple of, you know, 15 yard posts and whatnot. But for the most part, Diggs is going to be, you know, the volume catcher. Cole Beasley is going to be the guy that everyone forgets about. He's going to be running those, you know, quick little curls that, you know, the two yard curls where, you know, they need three yards. So they have him run it at the two yard line, catches it, and he's got to reach for the first down. Mm -hmm. Um, John Brown is going to be the distraction. You know, he's not going to have the numbers that he had last year, but what also makes this team good is Josh Allen's um, uh, running ability, as, as you were saying earlier. So, he is dangerous in that department. My only issue is even even though we saw what Josh Allen could do last year, he still wasn't as accurate as you want him to be. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be the question. You can have all these weapons, but you have to get the ball to them. I like Josh Allen. I'm actually surprised you're higher on Josh Allen than I am because I think coming into the draft, I was very high on him. But he does have to fix his accuracy and he, he, I think he is going to get better to your, uh, to your point, no question, but it's to how he gets better. Mm-hmm. Is he going to make that step over some of these big teams? Is he, can he beat a Seahawks team? I, I don't think so. Can he beat a 49ers team? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, can he beat the Chiefs? I, no, I don't think so. I don't think they're yet, there yet. So I think they are going to be a good team, but I just don't think they're going to be one of those great teams that that we uh, think so. But you know, looking ahead at the, like the AFC South, I don't know who's much better than the Bills in the AFC South. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I, the Colts, Texans, Jaguars, Titans. I mean, I have the Titans winning, but overall, I think the Bills are a better team. I just think with the how the schedule is, it's it's in Tennessee. I just I just feel like, um, you know, Tennessee will get that win, but I don't think the Bills are are worse than the Titans. I think they're a better team. So, I mean, I don't think they're going to be. Uh, going far in the playoffs, to be honest, I think they still need to see what they having Josh Allen. I think he still needs to work on what he's doing, but it is encouraging to see how he had his year last year. Um, but I just think right now in the AFC, there's a lot of good teams. Um, you talk about, um, you know, the Raiders have, have progressed. I mean, we will talk about them later, but you, you look at the Chiefs. I mean, obviously, Super Bowl champs. That's already a tough game. You look at Baltimore. Baltimore is a great team. You know, I'm high on the Steelers. Uh, You could make an argument with the Browns. I'm high on the Browns as well. And then, uh, as I was looking at the AFC South, 
you know, the Titans might win that or possibly the Texans. So there's six teams right there that you could argue could potentially be better than the Bills at this point. Um, You can make an argument that maybe they're in the top five. Okay. But if you're in the top five and you're at number five, you're not getting very far in the playoffs still. So um, for me, I like the Bills. I think they're a good team. I think there's a couple of games I see them losing because the Bills just, for some reason during the season, even when they were on their hot streak last year, there were some games that you were just like, how in the world did they lose that game? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, for me, I, I just feel like, you know, the Bills are going to be about the same. Um, I think they're going to, there's probably going to be some surprise wins, but also surprise losses. And so for me, I'm keeping them at 10 and six. Well, I mean, there's only a two game difference. So, I mean, essentially we're splitting hairs depending on what team we're talking about. So, I mean, for the most part, I think we have the usual wins on the docket. I mean, I, I essentially think that the bills are going to sweep the division. So, I mean, that's eight wins right there. And then we're finding another four, whether it's through, you know, Arizona, Pittsburgh, Denver, um, you know, or a couple other teams. So, I mean, I can't disagree with your point. Again, I I agree with Josh Allen's accuracy needs to be better. If I was looking Mm -hmm. at his stats correctly, though, he did uh, increase his uh, completion percentage by about six plus percentage points. His passer rating was a lot higher. Um, but he does need to, he does need to be a little bit better when it comes to decision-making and also protecting the ball. He had a career high in fumbles at, I think he had nine last season, so he does need to take care of the ball. But I just think that with some of the draft pieces that they also, um, have with, um, you know, bringing in a couple of defensive players, having a running back like Zach Moss, who's a, you know, change of speed, uh, smaller back than Devin Singletary. And then also having uh, an, another tall wide receiver in Gabriel Davis that they drafted in the fourth round. I think it's going to be an interesting season for the Bills. And I, and again, I'm high on them. And again, their defense is what's really winning me over. And what they've done offensively is getting me to to is convincing me essentially of why I think that they could eat, could win 12 games. And they're you know they can very easily be one of the top four teams that comes out of the AFC just because again one the division that they're playing in and their defense of how how strong it's going to be and how relentless it could be um against some of these teams that don't have that great of an offense or you know later on the season let's say we get some offensive line injuries where that where the Bills defense can penetrate so that's where I'm that's where I'm seeing the Bills are going to get these 12 wins but I mean, we're both in agreement that they're going to take over this division. And again, we're splitting hair between two wins. So mm-hmm. pretty much throughout this entire division, other than Miami, we've pretty much been within about two games of what we're each predicting. So, Yeah, I don't think there's any disagreement. I think really with when we're going through these schedules, I mean, we I think this is why we say it a lot. And I think we should have people just kind of understand of, Really, there's always going to be a couple of games where you're, it, it's just a surprise. Like, we were like, oh, well, we, no one saw that one coming. I mean, it happens every single year. There's always like, honestly, there's probably like four games in every team season where you're like, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't see that. Like, anyone. So there's always going to be games like that. So we're just trying to predict. I mean, not necessarily 
the wins on who they win or who they beat or who they lose to. We're trying to just really, we're trying to look at the schedule and say, okay, pros and cons of this team, what do I think their overall record could be? And so that's what we're doing. It's not like we're definitive, like we're saying, like, like, like I said, I, I had the Raiders beating the Bills. Well, okay, but I'm not a definitive on that. But, you know, where that, where that I could be wrong on that win or I could be wrong on that loss, they could end up winning it. But then all of a sudden they, um, they lose to some team like, uh, like the Broncos, you know? So that's what we're, I just want to preface it all this by saying that because, um, I feel like we, we say it all the time. We're just like, well, I mean, you could convince me that they could win this game, but then they lose this game. So what we're trying to say is we think the bills are going 10 and six. We just don't know how it's, or I think they're going 10 and six. I just don't know how it's going to end up being like that. There might be some different wins, different losses, but for the most part, I'm saying 10 and six, you say 12 and four. Again, you don't know exactly where the wins are coming from, but Mm -hmm you can see where they could get to that. Yeah. So agreed. I hope that cleared it up. <laughs> so I don't, foggy I don't still, to... but we'll come around to it. Whatever. Okay, <laughs> <explain> it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We always appreciate it. Um, this was fun. Uh, next week, we are going to be doing the NFC South, which I'm really excited for. Um, because, I don't know what team... I mean, looking at it right now, I'm going to guess that I'm going to have the Panthers last, to be perfectly honest, but mm-hmm. I really don't know. I really like what the Panthers have done, even though they have lost a lot of uh, of their pieces. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. But yeah, my guess is I have Panthers last, and my guess is I have the Buccaneers first. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. I have no idea. I have not done my notes yet, so... Okay, we'll see. Well, you guys will have to tune in next week to see what he says. So, yeah. Well, actually, I'm going to be like, I have the Buccaneers last. <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady Tom throws Brady's his elbow terrible. out. Grunk goes back in retirement, yeah. smokes the pot. Doesn't work. <laughs> oh man, that would be so funny if I if I have the Buccaneers lower than two, it's going to be like, dude, you were so wrong. <laughs> oh man. Well, Cody, you brought your A game, man. I always love it. I'm always proud of you. It's good. It's good to feel someone proud of me. I don't get that very often. Thank you. And good job today on you as well, man. A lot of info. You got in all the points, and I'm sure you can go on for days. So you did great, man. I can tell you did your homework this time. Oh my goodness, that was fantastic. Oh, Cody, that we were just we were on fire. We were spitting fire, man. That was fantastic. Good job by you. Anyway, guys, uh, go follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you have any questions, please feel free to uh, comment on any post that we post. Or if you want to direct message us, that is perfectly fine as well. Um, Also, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. uh, Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, We try and put, uh, um, I guess, videos on there as much as we can. It doesn't happen every week, so, you know, I'm really selling this YouTube thing. But anyway, uh, uh, but also uh, go check out and uh, rate 
and review on any of the major podcasts that you uh, listen to this podcast. We are on iHeartRadio. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts, and we are on Spotify. Please uh, subscribe and also, like I said, rate and review. Um, Anything helps, no matter what it is. If you hate it, you know, keep it to yourself. If you love it, uh, please and please put that five star in and comment with uh, Andrew is the best on the podcast. So, and also if you want to go check out some really cool workout gear or um, like workout supplements, uh, they have great stuff over at FNX Fitness. Uh, They have great, I use the whey protein and the creatine, uh, the protein bars, and I also got a shirt from there. So I really love their stuff. It's really cool. If you want 15% off, Cody is going to tell you how to get that 15% off. You guys are going to want to go visit DrewCoatSportsTalk.com. On the homepage at the bottom is where you will find the live link to click on to get to their website, make any order that you want. And then there is that promo code, which is DrewCode15. It will give you 15% off your total purchase. So you guys are definitely going to want to snag that deal. Um, also, if you guys want to listen to any of our other Drew Code episodes, you guys can listen to them right on that website as well. Um, you'll see some of our current ones, some of our first ones from when we first started. Uh, so definitely check all that out. And also, if you guys are wanting to listen to any of the two bays and a pod episodes, they're also on that website as well. So don't forget, two bays and a pod comes out on Monday. Drew Code Sports Talk comes out on Thursdays. And don't forget, like Drew said, to check out all of our social media. So again, guys, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next week.